Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Back of the Guide Shack. Today we are talking with Ellen. Uh, now that the season is getting close to an end, we talked to you at the very beginning of the season, and uh, you're, I guess, you're a little trepidatious about like how the season was going to go. Now that the season's almost over, how do you feel about the season so far? It's been pretty good, but I haven't been rafting as much as I would have liked to, because I have other responsibilities at work. Right. You're not so. just solely a raft guide. You're a raft guide, and also you're in charge of a whole other section of the company that kind of, you, you make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also feel like I've gotten a lot better. And that's good. I, yeah. <laughs> so, like, so that's been good, for sure. A lot better since the last time we went. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Right on. We're doing a podcast. So. Oh, my bad. Good talk, man. <laughs> that was my buddy Sam. He's cool. He just didn't know what was happening. He just kind of rolled in on us. Anyway, so, so far throughout this summer, what would you say is your favorite memory that you've had out on the river this year? <laughs> Taking the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts? That was great. What was your favorite part about the Boy Scouts? They, they blasted... The jet boat pilot from uh, Hell's Gate, he was, they sprayed their guests and he came out to tell them not to and they just blasted him right in the face. In the open mouth and down his shirt while he was <laughs> telling them not to. It was not my boat though. My boat I'm, listened to Helga. <laughs> I am not in charge of these people. I'm just rowing this boat down the river and they're doing whatever they want. And then also we're squirting another like private boat into his beer then hit his boat and knock the dog in the water oh again yeah. not in my boat but yeah, that was, was another like... yeah it was another boat that had a bunch of boy scouts in it and then they had to rescue the dog and return the dog back to the people that they knocked the dog off the raft that was a wild afternoon yeah but i still feel like your guys's wild afternoon with the redhead girl was way better yeah, that was also a wild afternoon. It's very possible that maybe she might Definitely have assaulted a 10-year-old. <laughs> Definitely top it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what was your wildest experience that you've had this summer? Did you hit all your lines exactly how you wanted? Uh, definitely not. All right, well, I mean, it's your first year. Yeah, the first year water rowing. level changing has been something that I have not had, like, a full understanding of. Right. There's a little bit of a learning curve already because this is your first season. And then while you're dialing in the rapid, the rapid is changing. Yeah, and it's not just that rocks are being more exposed. The current's changing. Oh, and yeah. that's the part that I didn't understand. I was like, okay, well, I know where all the rocks are now, finally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, we're good. And then I'm like, oh, the, the current is definitely different. There is, like, more water and less water pushing you at certain things. Oh, yeah. And then I didn't understand a certain thing about... How the water runs underneath the boat and which way your boat was pointed. I never thought about that until Nick said something. He's like, "Oh, there's ridges down the bottom of your boat. And yeah, your I just never thought about it. And it grabs current difference. So based off of where you're pointed, the boat will naturally just go that way a little bit, even if nobody's paddling or rowing. Yeah. So I'm like, it doesn't make sense why you're telling me to point the left rock when I need to get around the left rock in Argo. And no, then I'm like, use oh, it. it's just like the physics of the water. Like, right. Yeah. It's pushing you a little bit slower. So, like, at the beginning of the year, it's pushing you through really fast. 
and like you're like dialing it in you get it all dialed in you're cutting in right behind the rock and then when it drops below a certain level it drastically slows down and you do all of the same things that you did before in the same amount of time but the problem is that you're like 20 to 30 feet higher in the rapid than you would normally be and then you charge over and you slam into the rock because your timing's a little off for sure <laughs> for sure terrifying experience what would you say if you're willing to talk about it would be your worst run i knew you wanted to talk to me about of this. course i wanted to talk to you about i this. tell everybody so they all know well, you're telling everybody right now okay andrew you didn't hear this <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter they already turned in the trip report it's fine <laughs> so i was going through argo and I was like, I really want to tee up to the other two waves. And I usually try to hit them a little bit at a right angle, so I can be a little farther right. And I come up over the waves, and I'm like, I am too far right. So I'm going to turn it right and push a little bit, and then pivot it back to the left. But before I could even get to that point, I was just pushed right up sideways onto the rock. Because <laughs> I had no weight in my boat. The boat was, the front of it was totally up. I, there was nobody paddling because I had two little kids. The dad was in the kayak and I just had the mom who was just not doing anything. Okay. So, you know, maybe 200 pounds in the boat. Maybe. Uh, you're pushing it, I think, but okay. Yeah, they were very small people. So, we got pushed up in the rock so fast that... I don't even almost remember it happening. I just remember, I'm like, I need to high side. <laughs> I need to high side now. Right now. <laughs> and then for a second, I have my left foot on the rock. And I'm like, okay, wait, I still need to be like in the boat, kind of. <laughs> right. You still need to stay with the raft. So I'm like, if the boat comes off the rock, what am I going to do? So I'm like, okay, grab onto the frame. And then there's this six-year-old who is kind of a diva from the moment she got there we put the life jacket on she's like i can't breathe and i'm like i know i didn't put this on tight because you're very light and i can pull you in the boat easily and then she's like crying and her grandma had just been yelling at her because they weren't playing pool right and then she's <laughs> like i want my shirt off and i'm like i'm just gonna fit your life jacket and then you can take it off and you can go to lunch you can do whatever you want and she's just like so upset everything so, is a travesty so at the moment that we hit that rock and I high side, this same little girl is hysterical. That checks out. Hysterical. And then <laughs> there's grandma in the front and she tries to high side, but she's like, I don't know what to do. And eventually she just puts her feet on the right thwart and she like is laying down. She's just laying across the, the lap. The <laughs> and then the little boy, he high sides and he's just looking at me with this huge open eyes and he's like hold on to me and i'm like okay so i have one foot on the rock and i'm holding on to the frame and then i'm holding on this little boy's arm and i'm like please don't flip please don't flip i never expected this to happen i never even strap anything down in argo i'm like yeah i've bumped a rock like a little bit i'm like yeah. it's not that serious i'm like well this got really serious really fast <laughs> <laughs> so there's like water pouring over the right thorn that's how up in the air we were we were like I don't even know what you call this. There's like You're vertical. Wrapped. Like, You're wrapped hard as fuck. And it wasn't like curved around it. It was just straight. So finally I figured out if I scoot my weight towards the front of the boat, it was going to put the front of the boat, which was a little bit farther downstream into the current. But I had to do it so slowly so that like we didn't flip. And it probably was like three minutes long, the whole scenario. And the only thing I have for, like, timing, because your adrenaline's going, is that I saw Dustin had time to park, and he was running up the beach with the throwback. So I'm like, okay, that took a, at least a minute. At least a minute or two. <laughs> yeah. 
And then we got off of the rock. And the only thing we lost was a helmet and little girl shoes that she had taken off when she was swimming. So they were just sitting in the bottom of the boat. And you I told, told her, her to put them back on. I was like, put those back on when you get done swimming. Because they were coming off her while she was swimming. And then I was going after the helmet. And then the kayaker's like, I got it. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, we're still going to 360 off the rock. <laughs> after that experience, yeah. we're still going to smash little Argo. This little girl, the mom's like, whoo, okay. She's like, are you okay? And the little girl's like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> so, in my defense, though, it's like, I'm going to run right. I'm going to run the conservative line. And the mom's like, no, I pay for the trip. I want you to take the other line, the spicy line. She's like, I'm making the decision because I pay for everything. I was like, okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. You got to give the people what they want. Right? So I get to the beach and I'm like, oh my God, that was so scary. <laughs> I'm like, I know it would have been fine. We're at the bottom of the rapid. Like they would have flipped in the water. Like everybody would have been easy fine. swim. The mom's like, my foot was trapped. I thought that if the boat flipped, I was going to be stuck underneath it. And I'm like, I didn't even tell them how to walk out from underneath the boat. I never thought that something that serious would happen in our go. <laughs> well, you're not the only person who has been, uh, jacked up in Argo. On yeah. more than one occasion, I have gone through Argo when there's been two rafts wrapped on the bottom. Like, I guess one of them, like, wrapped, and the other guy was just following, and he's like, oh, that looks like a pretty solid move, and just, like, slid his boat on top of the other boat. It's rowdy. It's great. Yeah, so, I've like, been on a trip where there's been somebody completely you. stuck on that oh, yeah. on that rock, and we're like, okay, we all have to go right now. Yeah. And we're oh, like, sure. like, scouting it as we're at the top, and we're like, okay, yeah, they're not going anywhere. We're they're just they're gonna not moving. Yeah, no. We're just going to go right around. Yeah, them. so I know I'm not the first person. I know it's my first season, but I'm like, damn, I really thought it was better than that. So what? we do the 360. We get to the beach, and I'm like, I just want to cry because <laughs> I'm like a big softy inside. I'm like, I'm a strong person, but I'm like, I just want to cry. I'm like, don't cry in front of your guests. Don't cry in front of the guests. Just act like it was fine. You did what you're supposed to do. Like, thank good. Hey. Thank goodness I told you guys how to high side and we did what we were supposed to do. It's all good. We stack up the boats. We drive back. I just act like everything's fine. And then we like are starting to wash the boats. The mom tips me $100. Yeah, you gave her the ride she paid She's for. She's like, we're never going rafting again. Here's $100. <laughs> <laughs> Their very we're first experience. We're never going rafting again. Ever but here's rafting. Bucks. Yeah. That was well worth the ride for not doing it again. And it's the only experience rafting they've ever had. So I'm like, okay. But our dad will talk her back into it because he was in the kayak. Yeah. He had fun. He didn't want to do time. this again. Yeah. Maybe so, the little girl might not. Then when I got home and I was away from everybody and I'm like, okay, now I can be like, what the fuck? I like sat down on my stairs and I'm like, what the fuck? So then I like end up messaging you because I'm like, do I even want to raft? I'm like, I'm only getting scheduled to raft once a week. And like, okay, I'll like figure something out and I'll get better. And then I don't raft for a whole week and I have to run a whole nother department. So there's so much stuff in my mind that I'm not retaining it. Right. Like if I'm thinking about work at night, it's about the other stuff, not about rafting. And right. I'm like, I need to be rafting more. And I'm like... Do I want to do this? You should definitely be rafting. Do I want to do this? You know what I mean? Like, what do I do? You're a badass raft guide. You got put in a situation you had never been put in before and you sorted it out. You didn't even dump anybody. That's true. So then I like messaged you and I was like, I just want to give up kind of. And you're like, don't do it. Don't give up. And then Forrest ended up coming over and he asked me something. And I totally ignored what he said because I was way too up in my mind. And I was like, okay here it all is and I just let it all come out and then I was like he's like we have all done terrible things where we all wanted to give up a hundred percent and I'm like thank you Boris I'm like thank you Micah for being my rock and I'm like 
Okay, now I just want to ref more. Now I'm demanding to work six days a week, and I want to ref three days a week. You, you would be really surprised if you sat down and talked with a lot of ref guides about the type of fuckery they have found themselves stuck in, and they've just like you have to you have to sort it out. And sometimes you don't sort it out fast enough, and now you're dealing with a flip boat, which is a whole nother like mess of shit you got to deal with, especially when it's like a gear boat or a lunch boat. Yeah. Like, that's I'm like strapping everything in now to rip that shit back <laughs> over. But like, I don't know. We've all been stuck in situations where like we got done with a run and we all thought like, maybe this isn't what I want to do. And then your friends start talking to you like, dude, this time I got all fuckered up here and I got all fuckered up like this. And you're like, okay, so this is normal. This is a, you got to work through this process. Yeah. You have to get, you have to get fucked up a couple times to remember that the river is really strong. Yeah. And it will get you the second that you take for granted that you're a good boater. Yeah, I sat down with like six of the guys, and then they told me all their stories, and I was like, oh. Oh. Well, that was so bad. This isn't even bad compared to what that some of the so stuff bad. that's happened. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't flipped a boat or popped a boat. Or even yeah. swam anyone yet. Yeah, you haven't even swam anybody yet. I've swam like three people this year. Which is not that many. No, and considering you do Nugget and almost well, yeah, I didn't swim any of them at Nugget or Powerhouse. That's too much work to clean that up, so I just keep everybody in the boat. But like on the day section, uh, I knocked somebody out at Enos. <laughs> yeah, that's solid class one. It's rowdy. They're like, I'm like, how many rocks you want to hit? One rock, two rock. You want to fl- float through the middle? Like, what do you guys want to do? You bump it too hard. He wasn't locked in. Okay. Like, he wasn't taking you... it seriously because I told him it was a class one, and when we hit the first rock, he was just like, <laughs> Bye, Felicia. And then he had to swim the rest of it while we had fun on the second rock. And then the other one was when we hit Argo. I bumped Argo hard as fuck. And this lady just, like, catapulted right out of the raft. Landed in the deep water and, like, swam up. And she's like, that was awesome. I know. My next trip I ran, I cut the rocks perfect. Didn't even bump or touch anything. It was perfect. And they're like, here's $40. And I'm like, maybe I should hitch it hitch <laughs> more it. often. If Yeah. Well, okay. And that's <clears throat> why I, like, I try to run the rapids that are less friendly to fall out of i try to run those cleaner yeah but if it's like something little and you know that there's a big deep pool right behind the rock hit the rock learn how to hit rocks hitting rocks is a very valuable skill that you can have as a boater if you learn how to hit the rocks right like when you see a rock coming you're like okay i need to be rotating at this angle so that i bounce off of it and not up on it yeah and that was my mistake you also have to look at the rocks. Are the rocks designed in a way that the boat's going to slide up it or bounce off of it? So, you know, but the more you hit rocks, the more you start to understand those things. I love hitting rocks. It's fun as shit. When I was doing a trip for Sotar, he gave us these boats that had a brand new material. And he's like, take it down the lower rogue and hit whatever you want. And I'm like, I'm going to hit fucking everything. Yeah. And I was smashing that thing into every fucking rock I came in contact with at Blossom Quality Bar. Quality test. At Blossom Bar, I hit every single rock in Blossom Bar. <laughs> like, wham, slammed into it. Unfortunately, we passed somebody who has flipped. And then, like, me and JB are, like, running into each other in Blossom Bar, treating it kind of like a joke, hitting all the rocks and, like, fucking the boats up and seeing, like, you know, they want to know what the boats look like after they've hit a bunch of rocks. So mm-hmm. that way... When somebody brings this material in, they can be like, oh, this is what happened. Even though the people are like, yeah, it happened in flat water. Like, no, it didn't. Stop. There's a two-foot gash in your boat, and we can see where the rock drug across before it punctured. It did not happen in flat water. People love that. Like, we get so many oars at fucking Morrison's for the rental boats. 
That they're like, yeah, we were just rowing in flat water and the oar broke. And you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. No. You get those people who are like, they run Almeida <laughs> and they're like, that was Argo, right? And we're like, oh. Oh no. Okay, you don't know what's going on. You're about to have a really bad time in Argo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it also depends on like where you run at Argo. You can run Argo so it's super smooth. And you can run it to where it's rowdy. Do you just take it all the way far right from the beginning and don't hit the waves? Oh, yeah. That's a drift boat line. Yeah. They'll go far right so that way they're not taking on any water. And they'll miss all the holes and they'll stay on the far right side. I want to hit the first right wave. Too. I know it's called the guide launcher wave, but I have learned to stand on the frame and just sit myself back in the seat. And it's so fun. Isn't it? So I'm like, like, I have to hit that one at least. Catapulted up in the air and you're just like free staying for a second. And the boat just comes right back to you. Yeah. It's like, oh. Hey, there you are. Oh, the first time I was like two feet to the left because I didn't know. It was my very first time and I was like, You didn't know that oh. was going to happen. And I'm like, no, you just stand on the frame. It's awesome. <laughs> you can practice that at uh, Bailey's as well. There's that one hole in the middle of Bailey's right before you come into that rock and kind of do the slide over the rock. Yeah. If you hit that hole right in the center, the whole raft will drop into it. It'll pop you up. It'll drop out from under you and then pop right back up and catch you. It's a good practice. It doesn't launch yeah. you as hard as Argo. But it still will launch you. I've noticed a lot of the waves are more fun, though, now that the water level's up. Yeah, the water level came up, and now, like, we're getting good splashes off yeah. the bows and shit again. I was like, whew, through a couple, I'm like, well, that didn't happen last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had uh, two pregnant ladies on my boat, and a lady over 80, who, uh, she was having a little trouble, I think she was getting vertigo, and was like having a little trouble staying centered. So her daughter was like right behind her holding her vest for part of the trip. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to run the rowdier line. And like everybody in the boat was like, run the rowdy shit. And you're like, okay. It's a medical condition. I do have two pregnant ladies and somebody with vertigo in the boat. But fuck it. Let's do it, boys. And it was fun. It was a good time. We all had a good time. And turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> And then I came out of Arco and you were right there and I was like, whoa, slow down. We're going to ram your boat. <laughs> <laughs> eh. I don't think you even bumped us, did you? Nope. No. No, you, you got control I'm of your boat. I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring you're, it you're out. You've sorted out a lot when it comes to rowing. Because, like, coming into the season, you had only paddled. You had only done, like, r towing and you had guided me and Nick on the North Umqua. Yeah, like, I don't tell my guests this. Like, they ask sometimes if it's, like, how many, how long I've done it. I'm like, this is my first season, but I did over the winter. I've only rowed a boat, period, 25 times. Yeah. It's not that many. And you're doing better than most of the other guides who guided for, like, four years and then came to Morrison's and started rowing boats. I mean, I don't want to take that credit, but I'm you doing are. all right. I've been, <laughs> I pay attention. <laughs> every time that I've been on a trip with you, you have styled everything that you've done. Now, granted, yes, you had some hiccups when I wasn't around and I didn't get to see that. But also, I know that you're controlling your boat really, really well in comparison to other people. And at least I don't panic when you shit don't. goes down. You, you keep it cool for as long as it needs to happen. And then afterwards is when you break and you're like, holy shit, what happened? Yeah. There Just was keep it together in the moment. In Dustin's boat, after the lady had tipped me and like walked away, who came over and hugged me, you're like, that was awesome. They're like, you reacted so fast, that was awesome. I was you just like, like hopped out of your you. boat, grabbed on everything, started sorting it out. That's all you got to do. I was like, just I never that. give up. Keep trying. Yeah. And it's teaching me leadership skills and it's getting me farther along and like what I want to do in life. And I like have stage fright and I have to tell people what to do. And I'm like, I'm the center of their attention. And 100%. I'm like, learning good life skills. So You're learning how to communicate to a lot of different people and becoming a viking and you are becoming a viking 
Like the other day, you just picked up the raft. You tossed it better than most of the other people that I've thrown boats with uh, who don't throw a lot of boats. Every one of my boats today came with their own Viking name. I was like, yes. Nice. I'm coming off, rubbing off on people. <laughs> you're a badass. What can you say? Trying to be. Oh, you're succeeding, I think. <laughs> I mean, everybody who's boated with you this summer so far, ever, the consensus is that Helgen is a badass. Yeah, Jacob rolls up next to me one time. And he has a boat full of guests. And I'm like embarrassed as fuck when he says this. And he's like, if you look over to our right, you see Helga with her epic muscles. And I'm like, shut up, dude. You're over here, you got your triceps all flexed out. <laughs> I was like, pushing yeah. into the wind and I was like, dude, stop. Just pushing into the wind. That's all day trips are, is just pushing into the wind. Okay, but I haven't wind. done something awesome enough to jump from one my boat to a boat behind me and tackle somebody off of it. I'm like, I don't even know if I could do that. I've only done that twice. Yeah, I'm like working on the upper body strength, but apparently I need to be working on my jumps. Well, it's more <laughs> of accuracy in jumps. So at the beginning, we tell everybody not to dive from boat to boat face first. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to jump in feet first. So if the boat's close enough and you can hop from boat to boat into it, the trick is that you land in kind of like a, like a double leg takedown type of a stance where you got one knee down and you're on your other foot. Bear hug them around the fucking waist and then stand up and just jump out of the boat. And the, there's nothing they can do to stay in the raft. Well, plus you're probably doing something so unexpected so fast that they're like, They didn't see it happened? coming. No, 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 they didn't. The other one was a little kid who kept shooting me in the back <laughs> of the head with a squirt gun. I asked him to stop, and he did it like two more times, and the boat was only like two feet behind us. And I jumped out, landed my front feet on the tube right in front of him, and grabbed onto both sides of his vest and just suplexed him out of the raft, over the top of me, and just hucked his at last, like, ten feet out into the river. And he used the momentum the of you landing on the boat to project to, Oh, yeah, it was like, <laughs> dude, the cushioning of the blow just created a springboard Holy and just, doing. see you later, kid. And when he hit the water, he dropped his gun, so I hit the water right next to him, grabbed his gun, swam over to my boat, tossed it in my boat, hopped in my boat, and just rowed off and made his guide go but get him. But I thought him. Nick's boat... Oh, no, that's a different That person. was a different person. I was that like, was, I thought Nick's boat wanted the screwdriver. I, I want to say that was in Christian's boat. Okay. Was, I don't think you've met... He was. Uh, he worked for two years before you, uh, but... I've heard things from yeah, office ladies. Uh, don't, <laughs> we don't need to go get into any of that. But they all talk about... Alabama, too. They were like, ah! Alabama. <laughs> I'm talking about Stephen? Yes. Stephen Denise? I watched them all re-give each other mullets the other night. It was awesome. Oh, my awesome. God. The mullets are coming back. Make it stop. Rafa kept the mullet, but there was, like, a re-mulletizing of Forrest and a re-mulletizing of Bama. Bama went back to And I mullet? think four different people cut horse hair oh my like, god it was a group effort it does was he still have fun. the dreads yes it's the dread mullet yes yeah it's an epic hair i like it i'm, I'm into it like I'm every like, time i see him full I'm like, raft guide you have full send on that haircut you're not yeah. fucking around no fucks given yeah it's great that is great honestly just i, do, I, there. I love all the guys that we have over at morris it's like i don't know it's a fun group it's a really fun group <laughs> i mean you, I mean, I can't, can't complain about living there, honestly. I, I get the full yeah. rotation of the different people who come back from trips. They, like, never see each other because they're working so much. They get back different days. But I see everybody. Right. You're I'm there like, all if the I'm time. tired, I go to sleep. But 
I, they come back twice a week, and I'm like, if I feel like partying, there's a whole bunch of raft guides around. Uh, yeah, there are like five or six of them. Just Let's play bocce the ball river. in the Let's dark. Play ball in the dark. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Whoever's the furthest away has to play the next round with their pants around their ankles. Yeah, whoever says sex on the unicorn first wins. Gets bragging rights for the season. <laughs> Nobody's won it yet. No one has won it yet. And Matt two and of the guys haven't gotten in on no. that. No, and two of the other guys had. Well, one of them I don't think has a girlfriend anymore. De- another one definitely has a girlfriend. I'm like, how Why come have nobody? You not? I kind of tried to tell Marshall that if we did, we get a hundred dollars. Then he's like, "Do we really?" And I was like, "Too honest." And I was like, "No, no." <laughs> but I would because he was interested for a second. He was interested for a moment, and I was like, "Damn, okay, you're no fun." But now Bama is like, his living situation is right there by the the unicorn. It'd be real awkward now. Yeah, it only makes sense that he'd be the one that did it. Yeah. He should be the one who did it. Right. It's like 15 feet from where he sleeps. That checks out. Yeah. You could literally wait, be like, wait, hold on, he, let's go to the unicorn. Does he not have a trailer? Okay. So they had paid the lease to the building where he lit, had the apartment above right. through October. And then right. literally gave him like two days. They were like, we sold the building. Well, okay. First off, they didn't say we sold the building. Bob sold the fucking building. Yeah. And was like, yeah, so bye, Steven. And so it wasn't really Morrison's that did that to him. It was yeah. kind of Bob because they had paid through October. Granted, they got refunded, and they were happy about that. Yeah, but he got screwed, he kinda, and he's worked yeah. there for a long time. And he had been asked if he wanted to stay in that apartment or get my trailer before I was given it. Oof. So then I was like, "Oh, I feel really bad. It's like my first year here, and I have the nicest trailer here." Yeah, but you're also like the head of a different department. Oh, and then I'm staying there through the winter, and I was like, Andrew, you could have two people living in here. Like, why are you giving it just me? He's like, if I give this to any of the guides, they're going to ruin it. 100%. I'm like, that checks out. Okay, I'll take it. All right. Okay, cool. Thanks. (laughs) 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 And I have a black light and different strobe lights and a huge speaker, and I'm like, okay, dance party at Ellen's. (laughs) Well, yeah, in the wintertime, nobody's going to be there. Yeah. It's it's just going to be you and whoever you invite over. Well, and the cougars. (laughs) There are cougars that run around out there by Taylor Creek. Yeah. Not old ladies. Very large cats. Yeah. Like real cougars. When there's no one there, definitely the wildlife's going to come back. Oh, yeah, they do. They're all up in that space because you guys, once you guys leave and stop making noise. Thank God I have a speaker. Oh, man. The other day I showed up on a trip and was just blasting my techno. And it was in my truck while I'm unloading everything. And I was going to drive over and park. And somebody stuck their head out of one of the other trailers. And they, can you please turn the music down? It's like, nope. Yeah, thank Naga, God. Naga, fucking do that. Both of my neighbors are like, cool with it. They're like, we're going to come over and dance. Yeah. And they're so happy that now there's not a maintenance man there. And the f- here's the thing. The first time they knocked on my trailer, I was like in the shower. And I'm like, I'm in the shower. And it was bam and force. And I'm like, well, we're never going to be friends with this fucking bitch. Like, great. <laughs> we have another person from the lodge who just. boundaries. Yeah. Who just hates us. Do you know what I mean? Because the last person who lived there just hated them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because they had to get up early and they were just always making noise. And well, like... at one point, uh, one of the raft guys may or may not have potentially threatened to shoot someone in the face. And that person might have lived in your trailer. Yeah. So <laughs> things obviously escalated there, right? Yeah, things have, you know, we have a really chill job, but you're stuck with people that you didn't choose to be stuck with for three or even four days at a time. Or if you're on turn and burns for and a if month you're on at a time. You're on, yeah, you're, and you're not usually around that your partner even that much. Right. So it's a little bit like buttonheads. People start getting really angry around the beginning of August. 
yeah, everyone's like angry August. I'm like, you're what manifesting that, that. Can we not call it yeah, that? Can we call it awesome that. August? How about we just like we all have to like October? Can we just like call awesome August? Like you guys only work a seasonal job. It's only been a couple months. Like calm right. down, <laughs> chill out. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> you're making it bad. Right. Well, yeah. They also like everybody at Morrison's is is like currently even though we've worked here for a couple of years, the last two years has been transition years. So we went away from that property that Bama was living at. Yeah. And everything has been moved down to the lodge. Yeah. And Overwhelming. It used to be that we had a cook who prepped everything for everyone and he had that was his job. They had walk in freezers, coolers. I know, I went and cleaned the kitchen works. when they shut that down. Right. So I saw so it. That was sick. Yeah. And you would show up and you would just have baskets with all of your things in it. And it was like day one, lunch, day two, lunch, day three, lunch. And you could There's load... another guide making it so right. he knew exactly how to do well, it. Well, it wasn't another guy. He was a chef, but he knew the oh, I thought Eric program. was doing it. Eric, not Eric Maynard. It's a different Eric. Oh, okay. This Eric works at a restaurant in town that's like a pretty high-end restaurant. Okay. He's a badass when it comes to putting food together. Yeah. Um, and... So they went from that program to now working out of Morrison's where they're having to go to three different buildings to get everything situated. But also they don't have somebody who's been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. Everyone who is now doing the food prep is new. Yeah. It's their first season doing it and they are mm. making mistakes. But that's to be expected your first season doing something. And if you treat those people like shit, they're not going to come back next year. So now you're going to have to deal with a new person. If instead you were less hostile towards them and just being like, hey, not a big deal. We sorted it out downriver, but in the future, could we do things a little bit differently? Instead of like, you fucked this up and like people, they just get all wound up and you're just like, I don't know what's happening. I do day trips. I go home at the end of every day and don't spend all of my time with you people. Yeah. But. I get some peace in my life. Right. I come home and I hang out with my dogs and Tracy and we have like me time and Tracy time and nobody else. Whereas yeah. you guys are all kind of and shower time. Yeah, shower time. Which <laughs> is great That's in your not life. Like observed by everyone in the camp. Someone's like I asked them, I was like they're like, I shower once a week when I'm at Paradise and I'm like, Is your like your skin's okay with that? And he's like, No, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's not good. Yeah. He's like, It's all fucked up. He's like, But I'm not showering at the camp. Yeah, he's like, I'm too tired because we have to repack for the next night. And then you and wake then up, up at six thirty and start going again. I'm like rough, dude. There's, I heard that there was a pack that didn't get done until one o'clock in the morning, and they showed back up at six thirty and had to be over and meeting with the guests like seven thirty eight. And that's and like, rough, dude. That's compared brutal. to the packs at the other building that took them two hours. Right. So not even the yeah. other packs were like, like so. I angry August in, is a thing. Yeah, they're, they're all <laughs> no, they should very, be figuring out by now. They're all very stressed out. And for some of them, it's the first time that they're either being trip leaders or it's their first season in the canyon. Yeah. They, I don't know. First year with Morrison. People are getting very stressed out, for sure. And, and I, I just try to be this bright ray of sunshine when they come over. I'm like, yeah. do you want to take a shot of whiskey? And they're like, yes. And some Absolute of them are like, when Ellen asks you if you want to take a shot of whiskey, they're like, yes. I'm Fuck like, do you yeah. want a hug? Okay. I'm like, it's not Come so here. bad. Go on your way. You've had a rough couple days. It's okay. <laughs> Come here. Come to the AC. Have a shot of Take whiskey. Smoke hug. some weed. Get a hug. Get a hug. And then go go do your thing. And then you need Refreshed. to go back to your home. Yeah. 
be all of them because you see me and I'm like, I work at the lodge. I kind of look uptight. I like have my shit together. And then they're like, oh, this bitch. And then everybody got to know me and they were like, oh, she likes to party. Oh, and like the first time I brought around like other things besides like the normal drinking and stuff, they're like, oh, okay. She really likes to party. She really likes to party. And then they finally like, once we got to know each other, I had people over and they were like in my trailer and like, oh, she's got a dance room. And then everything. She's was got like, like subwoofers in yeah, here. She's, like, she's ready to get down. And everybody's like, Ellen. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> it went from this bitch to, hey. Yeah, it's cool. My first season at Morrison's, people did not warm up to me very well. Second season at Morrison's, it was a totally different situation because I got to spend more time with a lot of those guides, like, in downriver trip scenarios where we're all hanging out for three days. Yeah. Whereas I was day tripping every single day. I think I went downriver for Morrison's before fishing season maybe three times. And it was all, like, last minute. Like, one of the times they called me at 6.30 in the morning to see if I could do a downriver trip. And I was like, when do you need me to do this? And they're like, half an hour. Right Half now, an hour like, the soonest you can get here would be great. Was it you who knocked on my door that one morning? You're like, will you come rafting? Okay, we need you there in 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes, because one of the raft guides went missing. And I was like, I'm going to go get Ellen. Is she working today? And Andrew's like, no, she's not working. I was like, cool, I'm going to go get Ellen. And she's rafting today now. Perks for you guys and terrible for me for living on site. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm right there. You know but if also, I'm home you got or not. to go more. You got to go rafting more that yeah, day. Yeah, no one was great. We went and ran like zigzag because it was like at a high enough flow you could actually run zigzag where like you go around the island and there's a little S turn in the rapid that you just have to slink through. It's fun. The guests love it. I, I think it's not that it, like oh I don't think it's very climactic, but they love it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Anytime you like bump rocks. Even if you're doing it on purpose, anything that makes them feel like, ooh, that was close, they love it. That's what they came out there for. Yeah, I do feel like sometimes I need to make it a little more exciting. I'm more like, I'm trying to work on, I want to go exactly where I'm trying to go and not touch my oar on anything and not touch the boat on are anything. You, are you calling all forwards all the time? No. From the time the water starts moving, I just call an all forward. And they start paddling and they become engaged in the sport. Yeah. And then I sit on the back and like... I'll give a couple, like, forward strokes if I need to. Yeah, but you're but just But normally, I'm just steering from the back and just kind of, like, ripping the e-brake and sliding sideways and smashing a wave sideways and then push, push, and then let them do the work. Yeah. They want to go rafting. Yeah. They don't want to be taken on a gondola ride. If they wanted that, they would go to, like, Universal Studios or wherever that fucking log ride is. And it's like, they don't want to ride <laughs> on the rails. They want to go on an adventure. Yeah. So it's your job to give them said adventure. So you got to, like, you know... See how close to the rocks you can get. So they're like, ooh, I couldn't yeah. even paddle because there was a rock in the way. It was wild, but we yeah. didn't hit it. It was very close. Right. Yeah, we came to, like, close to, like, one, and I pivoted around, and he was like, did you see that? And I was like, yeah. Nope. I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like. pivoted around it. He was so excited, though. They do. They love it. It's the best. And I'd be taking them faster. And it, it kind of bums practice. me out sometimes when I turn around and, like, raft guides are just floating right down the middle when there's things over on the edges that make it more exciting. Yeah, like a Widowmaker, I'm like, let's pick through the rocks and have a good time. Right. And then I see people just going hard left. And they just I'm go just hard like, left and they miss everything. And there's like I'm a like, fun little okay, drop you're in, the in current, there. Like, and now you're passing me, but yeah. your guests aren't having as much fun. No, they're not. <laughs> they aren't. 
I mean, that's and they're those guests are seeing that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, they went hard left. I'm like, but we had more fun. And right. then, but then I make it obvious to them that we're having more fun, and then Duh. they know they're having more fun. Then they realize, oh, we are having more fun. Yeah. We didn't want to float over there. Yeah. Why would we come whitewater rafting and go float through the calm shit? Yeah. No, we want to hit the whitewater. There was a hole in there. We hit it. I felt it. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know. I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to go really close to this rock, and I don't want you to be alarmed, and you won't see anybody else do that, because I feel like no one else does that on my trips for some reason. I'm like, but it's really fun. It's going to so be we're fun. we're going to do it. And you're going to have a good time. And then we get close to the rock, and we the triple, and then we slide over it, and they're like, oh, that was great. I'm like, okay, now let's all turn around. <laughs> or like, you don't even have to hit the rocks either. Like, sometimes the guests just love a good eddy turn. Come in right below the rock, put the nose right on the rock, hit the eddy line, and just snap the boat in a 180. Yeah. And everybody's like, whoa! Who no one would like, do that? Four, 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 go, go, go! Yeah. And you, they paddle back out into the current and pull you downstream, and they, they have a blast. They, like, the more intensity you bring, yeah. the more intense the rapids are. Oh, yeah. You can make I'm a like, class three forward, boring please. as shit. Or I'm like, four paddle! Do it, you plebs! <laughs> yeah. When I was sick those couple of days and I'm like, trying to yell in the rapids, I like couldn't do it. And I'm like, it's hard. It's like, you well, yeah, I don't know. I usually hit a point in the like end of June, beginning of July, that my vocal cords just do not work. And I'm like trying to yell. I sound like a 14 year old kid going through puberty. I'm like, oh, forward, just battle. <laughs> they get it. You gotta bring the intensity. You gotta strengthen those vocal cords, and they Working don't strengthen up until the end of July for me. Working on it for sure. Yeah, the more hooping and hollering you do from the back of the raft, the more fun they seem to have. Again, learning more life skills. You know, want to be a singer, need that. Heard need that. that power. <laughs> you gotta learn to yell from your gut. The not diaphragm. Your chest. You gotta yell from that diaphragm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we probably talked enough. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. No? All right. Well, it's been a good talk. Fun talking with you. Thanks for coming on. I'm sure you'll be on again in the future. Yeah. It's been solid. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll see you later. Okay, bye.